Hello and welcome to the Amanda Perry podcast, a weekly memo from my brain to yours. 20 minute brain slurp to listen to on your commute or run or while you're having a bath because honestly, who has an hour? Definitely not me. So the idea is a little bit from me and then a load from you. Every week I'll be asking for your questions on Instagram and I'll answer them on here giving you a little shout out along the way. Hello, welcome back to episode 10. I think I need to rename these episodes actually because this is, in theory, this is season 3, episode 10, but it's actually about the 50th, 60th podcast. Um, so I might change the numbers, what a devil, eh? Um, so this week I want to talk to you about something that a few of you have actually pulled me up on, on Instagram since I've been talking about forecasting our growth next year so I put a couple of posts on over the last couple of weeks about um, forecasting our growth in soup and how I I had a, a big meeting last week and we went through our 2021 plans and I was talking about a team of 50 and a couple of you eagle-eyed people got in touch saying hang on a minute you were saying a while ago that you wanted to build a team of 10 well, mm, yeah, that's a really good point. So so it was a good reminder to me, actually, because I was like, God, yeah, I did say that, didn't I? And that wasn't even that long ago. So I've talked on, the pre- on a previous podcast about, like, my story, in quote marks, um, as in my business story and uh, the businesses that I had and the bankruptcy I went through and the kind of wilderness years between there. But I guess what I haven't really talked about is like what happened, what has happened since then in terms of starting soup and, and growing it and growing to where we are today. So a little bit of backstory on that is when I had the econ businesses and I grew them through using Facebook ads and, um, as happens on in the online world, when people start to see you like growing and doing well and they tend to start asking you some questions. So I was getting a lot of questions and I started helping people and it got to the point where I was like, wow, this is like much more fun and much more profit than, you know, my econ business where I'm actually not that happy. I don't really like the kind of slog of like packing the kits and sending them out every month and all that kind of thing. So I sold my two econ businesses and decided to go full on into running ads. And at that time, I guess I would be a freelancer, I suppose, freelancer, like contractor. I don't know. I don't know. Freelancer, I guess. Had a few clients, did good for most of them, like got some really good results, still kind of getting to grips with it myself. So I wasn't charging that much. It was like, a, you know, the, those early years of any kind of career transition. I don't know if, if any of you guys are going through that now where you kind of have to go through that learning phase yourself. And going from running your own ads to running clients ads is a really, really big step. So I started learning it properly and I fell into the amazing Cat Howls funnel. Um, She's been a guest on my podcast before and she's been like a huge uh, inspiration and mentor to me. And I was I was in some of her programs 
and I absolutely loved it. And one night she posted um, in her, she has a group of over 100,000 people. I think there's like 130,000 people in there now. And she just posted, uh, I'm looking for like one person to come to New Zealand and work with me for eight weeks and build their agency up. Let me know who's in. So I put a like hands up emoji thinking there's there's like over 120,000 people in here. She's never going to see it. Put my hand up. Later found out that there was some people who had like run ad funnels to, to get her attention, sent videos, sent these full on applications, done these really, really like thorough, like really um, clever digital marketing tactics to try and get in front of her she's a busy woman and and I got picked so it didn't end up being one person it ended up being six of us and we went to New Zealand for eight weeks at the beginning of last year and when I went to New Zealand I was doing I had about 12 clients at the time uh, and when we got there, we all kind of had to say what we wanted to achieve per month. So the kind, the the basic, the kind of um, premise of us going was to build your agency up to eighty k a month, which at the time to me was just like, yeah, that's never going to happen. Like I just cannot see how that would happen at the time. It was me and Debbie had just joined the business, like literally just left a job. Uh, Debbie, who's now my MD, who, if any of you have, have worked with me or in the hub or the mastermind, will will know really well. And she's incredible. And she had these amazing transferable skills. But what she didn't have was the marketing knowledge. So we were kind of working through all of that. And then I about, I think it was about three weeks into the job, I said, I'm going to New Zealand for eight weeks. So it was a really strange time. I went to New Zealand uh, and I think we were doing about about 10K, 12K a month, something like that. And so being there around all these other much younger um, people was was really odd because they were all like, yeah, I want to be doing 50K by the time I leave. And I was like, "How? that's just not going to happen. We're only here for two months. Like, we need to be realistic. But they had these really, like, big goals. And I think I said 40K or something at the time, just because I didn't want to seem like the uh, the pessimist. But I really didn't think there was any way that it was going to happen. Anyway, while I was there, basically lost all my clients because it was, you know, one thing and another. It was I was on a different time zone. I was like really busy and distracted. So the service probably took a bit of a dip. And by the time I came back, I had like three clients that had replaced the the revenue that, that 12 clients were paying me. So I'd really kind of up my game, up my prices, really started to realize what the the value of the service that we were providing was. So I come back from New Zealand in April of last year. It was meant to be March but I got invited to go to Fiji on the Entercats um, conference. So it was like mid-April, I think, I ended up getting back. Um, and I really count the business as starting from them. Before then, I don't really consider us to have to have had like a proper business. It was just a couple of us kind of freelancing, really. 
So I really considered the business starting like last April, May. And we hired an intern who's still with us now. Shout out to Marley, who again, everyone in the hub will know really, really well. She's incredible. And we hired an intern. So then there was three of us. There was this team of three. And I remember we'd have planning meetings where I'd be like, let's grow to like a team of 10. And we ha- we'd talk about like what the office would look like and what the culture would be like and what the environment would be. And then the next employee was in October time, which was Shannon, closely followed by Gemma, who was at, so Shannon's an ad manager. Gemma was actually a really old friend of mine who is incredible at like sales and business development. So she came in to look after that bit. And I guess that was kind of the turning point, as we should have predicted, but we still had our eyes set on 10. The real difference came during lockdown when things went absolutely mental. Everyone um, went online and we went from, so we went into lockdown with six of us and we came out with about 16 of us, which was absolutely crazy for so many different reasons, not least of all, like recruiting through a pandemic when people are nervous to leave their jobs and also training remotely was a real challenge for us it was definitely one that we rose to but it was a real challenge we're just lucky that that Debbie's so obsessed with processes that we had everything in place so then the the idea of 10 just kind of I kind of forgot about what I said if I'm really honest it went out of the window and then we were talking about 20 but the thing that happens once you've build a team is it's not about you anymore it's about your team and about developing their careers and them developing their business so I have like Debbie's RMD now she looks after the total business she looks after all of soup I'm much more in um, like the training coaching side at the moment I spend about two days a week in the agency and overseeing stuff and high level strategy and touching on like if there's any issues that need escalating Um, but in terms of soup it's kind of its own thing now and so the set the meet the growth meeting that we had last week and the forecasting for 2021 I hadn't been any part of it was them presenting to me and telling me that the team will be growing to to 50 so (laughs) so I we smashed our target this year and and the reason I'm telling you about the New Zealand stuff is because when I came back from there the thought of us hitting a million in our first kind of full year really was it would have been absolutely absurd like I wouldn't have even um I just wouldn't have even imagined that like we couldn't have dreamt of it and we're so grateful and every day we kind of pinch ourselves and look at the amazing team around us and what we've achieved and you know how brilliant our clients are and we're really really grateful of everything that we have but we know that there's more there so so we've hit a million this year which I'm absolutely thrilled in this is in soup and obviously we have the training business alongside that and next year, so next year, I set the financial target and then the team presented back on how we're going to achieve that. And to achieve the financial target, we have to grow the team to 50. So it's not really a case anymore of how big do we want to grow the team. And if I'm really honest, if someone said to me, do you want a team of 50? I'd say probably not, because like big teams, you know, there can be that you can have problems in that. I do have to say, actually, one of the biggest differences between this business and 
uh, like previous businesses I've had and like hospitality business. So my first business, which for those of you didn't, didn't catch the previous podcast was in hospitality. So it was like coffee shops, cake shops. And the difference between building a team of like minimum wage kind of uh, student people or pe- people who it's not their career, it's a transitional job or, you know, it's just a temporary thing while they're at uni or, and and I had some great stuff there. This isn't knocking the great stuff. I had some awful stuff as well, but I had some really great stuff. But the difference between managing a team of you know I had a team of a hundred at, at one point during during my first business and managing a team of let's say 50 of those people compared to 50 people who we have in soup now who are you know professional career driven like this is their career we pay really well we really look after them it makes all the difference you know there's a huge huge difference between being in a hospitality business and having a phone call at 8am to say that five of your staff aren't turning up because they're hung over like that just doesn't happen in work now we we kind of have to force people to take their holidays even you know it's it's a massive massive difference and you know we have a great team and I think that is because of all the things I've said we provide a great environment to work in we pay really well we look after them and once you have a great team, it's really easy to attract great people. And if people aren't great, in quote marks, air bunnies, then we do remove them quite quickly. And remove them sounds like a horrible word, but we'll have a conversation that we approach, you know, with kindness and we just try and make the best decision for everyone. Often, if it's not working for us, it's not working for them either. So we just try and pull the plaster off really quickly and and you know part ways as friends so that's a massive difference in growing a team of 50 however if someone said to me this time last year do you want to grow a team of 50 or I think this business is going to be a team of 50 I would have probably said I just don't want that let's keep it as a small smaller team more manageable but the way that the business is structured now and the processes that we have we we can manage a team of 50 like we know that we will attract the best people who will do a really good job we have the management structure set out in such a way that we can now we could take on a team of 50 now and I'd be quite confident that you know even with that new with doubling a team well more than doubling a team two and a half times the team that we've got now I would be really confident that we would um be able to transition into that and get everyone trained up and we'd be fine this isn't taking into account whatever the hell's going on in the country right now you know I know there's extraordinary um circumstances so I guess when I'm thinking about that I'm thinking about us all being in the office and being able to train and have have team meetings and stuff I mean our work's online it's it's fairly easy to transition to remote working but there's still an element where you know you can't beat being in a room together can you so so that's why really I mean that is the answer to the question is is I kind of had 10 in my head as like a where I guess when I said 10 I was like oh my god imagine having a team of 10 and then you go into lockdown in the blink of an eye you've almost doubled that and that kind of goes out of the window and then you're looking at 20 and then it becomes a financial target and 
so the team are part of the plan to deliver that financial target. So I guess I guess the crux of it is that a I've stepped away from the day to day management of of soup just because it's a business on its own and we have a MD in there who's just absolutely incredible, um, and we have a whole management team in there. Uh, so it does become about delivering the goals that are set by by me, uh, me and Steve. You know, it does become about saying, right, okay, we want to achieve. We've done this this year. I wonder if we could achieve X next year, and then and then the management team delivering a plan on how to um, creating a plan, sorry, and how to deliver that, which is really exciting because for me this is all about the team like this is all about developing a team and looking after their careers and respecting that this is about their careers it's not about you know me or the management team or or anything else it's about developing their careers and giving them something to to build their future on you know so so that's the long and short of it it's kind of a even when I was asked the question I was like oh god yeah I did say that didn't I and it gave me a chance to reflect on those meetings where there was the three of us sat in this our first office was like this little attic room in a in a cool little arcade where even the three of us we were like well I remember when we had five of us in no four of us sorry and it was just too much we were just bumping into each other and and that's when we knew we had to move last Christmas yeah so so that's it so reflecting on those days kind of make made me even more prouder of the journey that we've taken and the businesses we've helped and and the thing is when I say you know we've hit a million the reason that I love that I'm I'm not really into the whole like six figure seven figure you know I don't I don't really like bragging about that I find that when people do it's it's just a sales tool isn't it for them to sell something it's like I've I've done this you could do it too I'm not selling that I'm not I'm not selling a course on how to build an agency or anything but I do think it's a really important figure a because I never thought in my wildest dreams that we'd hit that in our first year of business first full year of business and b it's important because what it actually means is that we've made a million so we've generated over 10 million for our clients um which is just absolutely incredible to me you know if we've if we've made that money people are only paying us that money if it's worth it to them and their business and you know we're building building businesses and changing lives and that's one of our our kind of company mottos that you know we're like quietly changing people's lives and for us when we work with clients it's about you know, it's about you. It's about the people who are working hard every day to build these businesses and yeah, have a vision, but it's it's these founder-owned businesses that we love working with. And the reason for that is that, you know, when we make you money, it's not about reporting it to a board and everyone getting more more dividends that year. It's about you having, you know, better holidays when we can have holidays, better Christmases, buying a nicer car, you know, taking treating the kids more, like having better food on your table. It makes a real difference to people's lives. And that's what we love. That's the stories we love, you know, when people 
message us saying like oh, I've been able to do xyz because of this or I've been able to grow the team because of this which means that I can take more time off and spend more time with the kids and that stuff's so important yes it takes a while to get there it's not a magic pill it's not an overnight thing but for those that have the vision and the patience and understand that understand that it's that partnership that we can get you there it absolutely pays off in dividends so that's the story that is how I went from saying I want to build a team of 10 to all of a sudden saying we're going to have a team of 50 it was as much of a surprise to me as it was to you <laughs> I feel like we got here in the blink of an eye I feel immensely proud and grateful and um, just really, really lucky to be able to have this opportunity to work with such incredible people, both in the team and clients and in the hub, you know, in the Ecom Growth Hub. And we've just launched launched the Mastermind and I have the Accelerator as well. I've, I just feel so fortunate to be able to work with the amazing people that I do. So thank you. Thanks to the team this isn't going to turn into an Oscar speech, don't worry. Um, you know, it's just, it's such a privilege to be able to sit here and tell you that, you know, when I take take myself back to being in New Zealand and working with Kat and all the guys over there and just thinking like, God, I want, like, I wonder if this will ever happen, you know? I wonder, because when we were talking about those figures as well, that was in they were talking like US dollars. So the 40,000 target that I made was what, like 30 grand, something like that, 30 grand a month, which just seemed so out of reach at the time. Um, but we quickly got there. And I guess, I guess the key to that was obviously the team, but just like really hard work. I think one of the things worth mentioning and this definitely does tie into this. And I hope this will be useful to people. A lot of the a lot of the people I talk to who are starting agencies or service businesses, and this this relates to econ businesses as well, are really fixated on what they're taking out of the business. Are really like really looking at, at now, like looking down at right now in the timeline, and and looking at what they can take out of the business and how much they can take. And it kind of goes back to this six seven figure thing, saying being able to say like, oh yeah, I take you know five figures a month or whatever that might be, or talking about these ten k months, you know, ten, I want to take ten k, ten k, twenty k, whatever that is. And I never thought like that. I my investment was in the team it was never about the here and now and I knew there's that saying that's um if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far go together and I think that's something that I have always really really bought into and it's actually not a natural thing for me because I have like 90% of the time I actually work better alone I work kind of almost outside of the team but I knew if I wanted to build this business and build something that was bigger than me and was deeper than me and sustainable and would last and wasn't just reliant on me, I had to build a team. And so investing in Debbie before it felt really comfortable, then investing in other team members before it really felt comfortable has absolutely been the key to my air quotes again success, because to some people this isn't a success, it's like small fry. To me, it's a huge success when I had those wilderness years after, you know, being bankrupt and um, really, really feeling like, God, do I even have a purpose anymore? You know, what is my purpose? To be able to find that again 
is just um quite overwhelming sometimes you know and so so my key my key piece of advice to anyone who's who's um not quite at the stage that we're at and thinking how do I get there is to really invest in the team and stop thinking about the money that you're taking out of the business right now I'm still not taking the money out of the business that most people who are making this kind of money would be and that I guess part of that is because I'm I have this really deep-rooted fear of you know failure again which I guess is a good thing because it makes us really much more risk averse or much much more cautious um and part of it is just that I want to invest in the team I just want to put the money back into the business and grow the business and you know grow stuff outside of the business so yeah that's my key advice I had a load of questions to cover this week um and I haven't covered them because I've just waffled on and it's like 20 odd minutes now and I promised I'd try and keep it to 20 minutes um but I will cover them maybe next week I'll just do questions so I'll do a shout out on Instagram for questions and next week will just be about you I've blathered on about myself this week I hope it's been useful to some of you. (laughs) Anyway, thank you for listening. I really do hope that's been useful to some of you. Um, Let me know on Instagram if you found it inspiring. I know after I did the the, um, bankruptcy episode, like so many of you got in touch saying, a lot of you actually got in touch saying that um, family members have been through this, like parents and you're forwarding the podcast onto them and you know that they you really understood like that sense of shame and stuff so I'm so glad it can be helpful it's quite hard to be vulnerable sometimes but knowing that it helps and you know it's helping your family or whoever else really really makes it worthwhile so thank you for letting me know that makes all the difference I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast I hope some of it was relevant to you and if you're able to put any of it into action or have any questions about it at all get in touch on Instagram at Amanda Perry Um, I'm going to put all the links in the show notes as well I know I mentioned the hub a couple of times here so if it's something that you're interested in or the mastermind I'm going to leave some links below Um, thanks again for listening if you enjoyed it please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review if you haven't done already that makes a huge difference to how many people um, hear about the podcast And if you have any friends or family that you think this would be helpful to, please do share it because that makes a huge difference as well. Thanks so much for listening. I will speak to you next week. 